0: Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz, and, you know, we, we've spent the offseason as Seahawks fans. I feel like we were talking about some big-name players in the NFL as potential trade targets. There was Miles Garrett and all those rumors early on. Chris Jones, and he eventually signed with the Chiefs. Yannick Ngakwe was another one of those names. And Jamal Adams as well. And now, Jamal Adams is a Seattle Seahawk, and here joining me to talk about it is John Fraley. John Big day.
1: Just when we were maybe forgetting about Jadavian Clowney, and just when we were maybe forgetting about John Schneider and the things that John Schneider likes to do, and, uh, and the swing for the fences and the gambler attitude, just when we thought maybe that was it was not going to be the offseason of John Schneider, it once again is. And this is a terrible deal. I hate it so much. <laughs> So there, so there it is in a nutshell. What do you think of the deal, man? Here, here it is. Would you say it's a terrible
0: deal in terms of trade compensation? I think we'll look at this, and I mean, even looking at it right now, this is the biggest trade uh, in terms of compensation to another team in the Pete Carroll, John Schneider era. Oh,
1: for the, sure, bigger the, than Harvin, right?
0: Right, because Harvin was they gave up the twenty fifth overall pick in twenty thirteen. They gave up a seventh round pick, what was uh, 214 overall. And, and then a third, the a third as well, I think. Right, 96th overall, which was the following year. And they gave Percy Harvin a big contract. We haven't heard yet if there's a big contract associated with this deal. But the thing is with Adams, and, and so the Seahawks in this trade, they give up two first round picks, one in 2021, one in 2022, a third round pick. They trade Bradley McDougall. And they get back Jamal Adams and a fourth-round pick in 2022. So a lot of pieces in this one. But here is a, an impactful player that's – I mean, if, if you're comparing Bradley McDougal and Jamal Adams, I mean, holy
1: smokes, they're <laughs> completely different.
0: They're on two levels. And by
1: the way, can we say something really nice about Brad McDougal, who just filled in everywhere they needed him in the secondary. Is just the most reliable, I think – Uh, one of the most reliable players on the defense for the last two years. He's never never that low of a floor, never that high of a ceiling. He was just – he was a good guy to have on your team. But you're right, Jamal Adams is something special. The problem is all of that draft capital. Oh, my God. Oh, but okay. yes. Okay. Do, do we need yeah.
0: John? Do we need to go back through the first round picks and pick out all the spectacular uh, deals that the Seahawks have made with their late first rounders? Do we, do we need to add up all those people? And- so some
1: will say that Rashad Penny and L.J. Collier were not instant superstars. Some will say that, and the some who say that, okay, so they're right. Like it looks like maybe for all of John Schneider's drafting acumen picking guys in the first round is not really his forte. <laughs> I mean this this is very this is very easy to make the argument that he has wasted a ton of first rounders. So why not not waste them. Exactly. Right? This is this is the argument for Adams. You know you're getting you didn't know if you're going to get anybody good in those two first round picks in the next two years. So why don't you get somebody who you already know is going to be a superstar. That is an all pro. It is exciting to have him on the team, but man, I hate the deal.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a lot. And I mean, over a hundred combined tackles in 2018, uh, in 2019, six and a half sacks. He has 12 sacks in in just his short three year career from the strong safety position. I just, you know, drafting now, it was one thing when the Seahawks got camp chancellor, in the 2011 draft, right? 2010, 2011. You're not going to find anybody that can come close to
1: matching that talent. But I think Adams is about as close as you can get. Adams. So he's a game changer, of course, uh, by the way, Cam is 2010 because he was, uh, he played in that horrible, uh, uh, some of those horrible games in 2010, and he made that uh, that Cleveland game. I think is one of the ones that I'm thinking of. Anyway, he uh,
0: yeah, he didn't start in 2010. That's uh, it that's was right. 2011 the Cleveland game 2011. Yeah.
1: Here. We should never. Nobody should ever speak. Why? Why on the day that we acquired Jamal Adams for way too high of a price? Are we talking about the 2011 Cleveland game? This is ridiculous. <laughs> so, uh, Cam Chancellor, of course, game wrecker, and Jamal Adams is also he's an offense wrecker. This is true. And the defense was bad last year and they needed a guy. They needed a playmaker. They don't have that many playmakers on defense right now. They got a lot of solid guys, but they didn't have maybe Quandre Diggs. They don't have a lot of guys who are really just playmakers in the mold of the Legion of Boom. And Joel Adams may never be Earl Thomas, but he is a playmaker like Earl Thomas.
0: Gosh, you just you keep going back to the the price of the trade and You know, you are getting a guy in his prime. You know, you think back to the Jimmy Graham deal. And as we got to see, Graham was kind of on that tail end of his career. Uh, We saw that even, you know, going to Green Bay that didn't uh, uh, didn't get any better for him. So now the Seahawks really have traded for a star player in his prime. And it takes a lot to do that. I look at the Khalil Mack trade that the Bears did. You know, they had to give up a lot to get Khalil Mack in his prime. They gave up two first-round picks. It
1: was two first-rounders as well. You it are was. correct. Yeah, and a yeah, third-rounder
0: and a sixth-rounder. Now, they got back Khalil Mack and a second-round pick and a fifth-round pick. But I, I think the compensation is very similar. But then you're also saying, okay, this guy is on the back end of the defense versus a guy up on the defensive line.
1: Right. I mean, I'd rather I'd rather have made the Mack trade, but that's... It's so hard to tell because you don't know how much the Jets were really asking. You don't know who else was in bidding in the room. But it's hard to think that it's hard for me to not think that John Schneider got a little bit fleeced here. I mean, it really feels like he did because Jamal Adams wanted to leave the Jets anyway. Sure. They had such man. But they didn't have to give him up. They have him under contract for two years. Yeah, they didn't want to pay him. Here's the other part of the problem is you do have to pay him uh, top. Now, since you've spent all that draft capital on him, you do have to pay him $15 million a year. You do. Top top safety money. But this is, to, this is easy.
0: This is Paying Jamal Adams read. is about as easy as the 49ers trying to decide to pay George Kittle <laughs> or not. You just say, <laughs> okay, here is the best guy. Pay him the most money at that position.
1: And the Seahawks have plenty of room in uh, 2021 and beyond. Right. So, uh, man entering into the whole mix of this is you might not even play football this year. Oh, <laughs> no, everything... no. Hey, Hey, this, this is a time for celebration. <laughs> it is, it is, it is, it is. And I think, uh, it's really easy for me to hate the deal right now. And then absolutely love to see Jamal Adams on the field. Yes. When, when he's wearing Seahawk colors in, you know, September, of whichever year it is. Uh, can I, I'm going I'm to backtrack for about uh, – I'm going to give you about 45 seconds of research right here. Okay. So here's the deal with spending that much draft capital, one, one, and a three. So you got the four back, but the three and the four don't really line up because they're pretty far apart. Spending a one, one and, uh, and a and a lower pick – in 2019, Schneider went into the draft with only four picks a one, three, four, five. And he turned that into 11 picks, including a one, two, two, three, four, four, four. That's a lot of numbers all in a row right there. But he didn't have, he turned four picks into an entire draft. And here he just sent three picks over, including two first rounders. I feel like you may have given up something close to half a draft for Jamal Adams. I. Uh, it's difficult for me <laughs> it's difficult for me to think half draft one player so many eggs one basket if he stays healthy it's going to be a good move I think I think you're gonna look back on it if you play if you if you sign him and you get five years out of him and he's healthy and he plays you know four and a half seasons out of those five I think you're gonna feel good about the trade
0: well here's my thinking on uh, with this particular trade if you think of uh, of anybody on the defense apart from Bobby Wagner that opposing offenses when they have to game plan for the Seahawks defense now they at least have one more guy that you have to account for and let's talk about that coming up next john fraley joining me to talk about the trade for jamal adams and really what this does this gives you you know, you you still have to hope that the Seahawks are going to find somebody on the defensive line that they can count on, that other teams will have to game plan for there, too. You have Bobby Wagner at the linebacker level. You have Jamal Adams now at the secondary level. There's when you have guys then at every level that you have to account for, then it's just that uh, the, the team's secondary was so poor last
1: year, right? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, the. Puna afford disrespect. you are showing right now will not be abided.
0: Right. Uh, well, and and I guess I meant on all three downs. You know, because okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I'll, I'll make that qualifier that way.
1: <laughs> that way, there's
0: no pun afford disrespect.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's and this is kind of what I was getting back to earlier with the whole playmaker idea. Is you you didn't have any, and now you have some. So good. <laughs> I know. That's that's it in twelve words. You didn't have them. You have one. You're better. The defense was so lackluster, and you know how you know how that must have driven Pete Carroll crazy. The fact that he couldn't, the fact that he couldn't ask his defense to do what he always wants his asks his defense to do, which is actually stop the pass.
0: Right. They're and think and think about the times when this defense was at its best. You had Earl Thomas. You had Camp Chancellor. You had a guy uh, uh, with Richard Sherman. And now it it feels like it's you. You can't replace the Legion of Boom. But when you have not. now Quandre Diggs, Jamal Adams and Shaquille Griffin, it kind of feels close, a lot closer than it was over the last couple of years.
1: This is true. Like you've got the real building blocks right there. I, we nobody better sleep on Quandre Diggs, who is a star in the making and especially in this defense with Pete Carroll and everybody else to help him grow as a player, which he wasn't necessarily going to do in Detroit as much as he would here right. with Pete. So you got those guys, uh, you have the building blocks of a real, real fearsome secondary. I'm high on Trey Flowers. Uh, A lot of people are not high on Trey Flowers. I think he came a long ways. He had a terrible playoffs last year, but he came a long, long ways during the season. I'm high on Shaquille Griffin. I think you have four. (laughs) Uh, I'm not high on playing three linebackers, but that's a different pod for a different day. (laughs) Right. I'm high on the secondary right now, if you can get yourself a nickel corner. You could have a top five secondary. And if you have a Russell Wilson offense in a top five secondary, you are a Super Bowl caliber winning team.
0: The other thing that I really like about Adams is the fact that he was a team captain in just his mm. third season. So, I mean, you have the the leadership style to it, too. I don't think this is going to be um, because when you make a trade like this, the the big worry is that you're getting a malcontent, right? That culture fit. doesn't doesn't fit with the team. But I think. From what I've understood from Adams is that he was frustrated with being a part of a bad team and a bad organization.
1: Well, he shouldn't have come to the Seahawks. Though. I'm just <laughs> kidding. That's, that's a little Seahawks uh, hate love wow. joke for you there. Uh, no, uh, really, guys say this all the time, free agents, about how they want to go to Seattle and how they loved it there. I, a lot of that you know, it could be lip service. But you get the feeling that maybe it's not. You get the feeling that there's the guys want to be here. and It sounds authentic when they say it. And they talk about what a great fit it was for them and how much better it was here than where they were before. I mean, granted, you're talking about guys like Cliff Averill from before and uh, Michael Bennett coming from Tampa Bay and, uh, and guys like that who are coming from dysfunction. But yeah, I think a guy who wants to be here, that's Automatically, a plus in the culture fit.
0: One last thing before we close this out, John. Sure. I, and I think this goes along with maybe some of the frustration of the deal and knowing that defensive line being the most uh, the the place where that needs the most additions. I suppose, like mm-hmm. going into the season, if you had Bradley McDougal and Quandre Diggs and, and Trey Flowers and Shaquille Griffin as part of the secondary, the the in the linebacking crew, I think as Seahawks fans we could have gone, okay, we can we can deal with that. We know that. Toward the end of the season, that looked good enough. Knowing that Clowney may not be back, is this a trade where you could have seen the, the Seahawks making a deal with another team to get a pass rusher
1: versus Adams? Yeah, I wonder if they would just been trying that for a long time and then were they, when they couldn't get the guy on the line, they wanted, they decided, okay, well, we've got to improve somewhere. I wonder if this is kind of like their plan B after mm-hmm. not being able to get guys like uh, Chris Jones or uh, or uh, really retain clowning, or pretty much anyone else on the defensive line. Man, that's partially why I'm not so high for a second reason on the trade, because it, it doesn't smack of desperation. It just smacks of, well, we got to do something. Mm. So I feel, I feel like there's a small element of desperation to it, which is why – which is why I can't get completely on board until, again, like I said earlier, until I see him play in the game, until I see him wrecking plays, until I see him uh, intercept Jared Goff, which isn't that hard to do, but somebody's <laughs> got to do it. I think you're going to
0: see that. I, I am fired up about this trade, and the, of even looking back, I know I, I got fired up about the Clowney trade, the, the Harvin trade was really exciting after the, uh, the 2012 season. You know, the Jimmy Graham trade was exciting. I, I think of all those, though, that didn't work out. I think we're due for one.
1: I think I think this is going to be the one that works out. It's never boring being a Seahawks fan. Never, never. <laughs> ever. This is, you know, we have things to complain about, I guess, because because that's part of fandom. But when in this whole entire decade that ended, have you ever been bored as a Seahawks fan? I mean, that last half of 2011? Yeah. That's it? it? it, it about, that's about it. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So so there it talk, is. It, Russell
0: Wilson, he has his his baby boy uh, uh, born yeah. just this week. He talked about adding superstars. He gets his superstar. This this is a great week for Russell Wilson.
1: <laughs> Muscle talk for us.
0: All right. Well, be sure and check out fieldgoals.com. We're going to have more news for you coming there throughout the week. And subscribe to this podcast, spnation.com slash NFL podcasts. John, thanks for coming on and uh, you bet, Brandon. joining me for this breaking news. Awesome. We'll talk again soon. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.